Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today, my guest on the podcast is Dr. Cheryl Bremer. Dr. Bremer serves as chair of the Special Education Department and professor of education at Grace College. She received her bachelor's degree from Grace and went on to earn her master's at Indiana University and EDD at Regent University. One of the hallmarks of Dr. Bremer's career at Grace has been her investment in building the Grace chapter of the Council for Exceptional Children. It's one of the premier chapters in the country, and we'll learn more about it soon. Dr. Bremner was named the 2020 CEC Professor of the Year. Dr. Bremer, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Rumor has it this wasn't the first time that you've earned Professor of the Year for CEC. Is that correct? Um, I think so. It is the first time? <laughs> no, no, it's not the first time. It's how it's many, happened. How, where, where are we One at other now? time. Just, One other time. Yes. So you're two-time MVP. I guess so, saying. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations Thank again. you. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, just this last eight weeks and what it's been like teaching online and moving special education online and some of the unique aspects of that. What's the last eight weeks of COVID-19 teaching been like for you? Well, we've, um, we were in a whirlwind when it all happened like everyone else. Yeah. And, um, of course, a lot of our courses are higher-level ed courses that I'm teaching. And so there's not a whole lot of sitting and lecturing. Mm. Um, there's It's highly interactive. Um, a lot of their coursework surrounds with, is surrounded by what they do out in the classroom. Ah, yes. So um, replicating or coming up with ideas for them to, um, to do that was really, really challenging. Um, we made it through, and honestly, when it was all said and done, I felt like I knew my students maybe even better mm. than I did when we had face-to-face classes because I we were both, the students and I, were both really just put in a situation where we had to be intentional about connecting socially, even though we had lots of good discussions in class face-to-face. Um, having those Zoom Zoom calls, and I'm I'm now you know a video conferencing girl because I I don't think I could do another phone call with a student. I we we have to have that face to face. But we um, we use some great tools. Um, we use Flipgrid. That was a wonderful way for for us to be able to talk back and forth. Um, we what use, is uh, you said Flip? So Flipgrid's just a way for for students and myself to do really short video clips, like. Uh-huh. a minute and a half, um, just really short responses to things. And then you can just click on that video, respond back. So I was able, you know, they'd say, hey, Dr. Bremer, I just watched this this uh, mini lecture, and this is what I learned. And then I could just um, flip back and say, hi, Bree, this is Dr. Bremer. I just watched um, your video. I'm so glad you learned about this. And it's so important to remember A, B, you know, A, B, and C. And um, thanks for sharing. You know, so is, it, do, is that like in Moodle? Like, is it on our platform or is it a separate? It's something that we did okay. separately that we actually put the link on Moodle. So okay. um, tools like that were really That's, helpful yeah. for our, you know, interactions. And 
Um, we did have a, a little bit of fun, too. You know, I've never done a Zoom uh, scavenger hunt before, but we did it. <laughs> um, that was really fun. And um, instead of going to Starbucks, which we always do at the end of class, um, they all got Starbucks gift cards, Aww. you know, to their email. And so that was our way of kind of finishing up the the class. And I have to say, I, I really enjoyed, um, I, I didn't enjoy not seeing their faces for sure. But I felt really happy that we were able to figure out a way to connect socially and to continue to develop um, their professionalism and their, you know, their skills before they head out into the classroom. I love so. that you were able to make the best of it and see the positives of having them maybe with you more because um, they weren't out in classrooms, yeah. but instead we're doing more of that learning uh, online with you. So thanks for making the best of it. It was fun. It was uh, a challenge. I'm always up for a challenge, but um, yeah, the students were great. They were so flexible and um, we just said, we're going to be our name. We're going to be gracious to each other. <laughs> you be gracious to me. I'll be gracious to you and we'll get through it. So we did. So. I, I'm interested to know um, why special education for you. You said you're up for a challenge. Yeah. Um, and, and special education can be that. Uh, why is that a passion area for you? Why has that been the road that you've decided to travel for your career? Sure. I, um, you know, the, the passion really lies in the person. And I would say that, um, you know, when I was a child, my aunt Lorraine, she was she was my person, mm. and uh, she was born in the in 1940, um, without oxygen, um, born on a kitchen table, wow. and um, ended up with pretty severe cerebral palsy. And so that was my childhood was growing up with um, a dearly loved aunt who was pretty significantly um, challenged with disabilities, especially physical, mm. and so caring for her playing with her, talking with her, just living life was very, very normal and natural um, for our family. And so that really set the stage, I think, for that passion. Um, I went to an elementary school, and now this will tell you how old I am, right? Because um, in this elementary school, we were the progressive school because the kids with disabilities actually got moved from the special school to our school. Huh. And so this is before inclusion, before IDEA, 1990. And so um, the kids were in our school, of course, segregated at the end of the building in one hall, you know, but they were there. And the, the fun thing was at lunch, they got to have recess with us. They didn't get to eat lunch with us, but they got to do recess with us. And so I just... I fell in love with many of the students. They became my dear friends. Um, I remember just looking forward to recess every day, getting to go out and play with some of the some of the kids that didn't really have other friends. And um, I, I'm sure those were those were really key blessings that God put into my life early on to kind of shape um, my thinking mm. about loving others and just just being um, being very comfortable and wanting to make their lives better. Um, so that that's the early road of of my um, of my passion. Um, I was really really interested in music therapy, and I really wanted to see how music affected 
um, people who had disabilities. And so that was... Are you a musician yourself? Well, actually, that was my degree at Grace College was music education and performance. And so um, my goal was... And then I had a minor in special ed here. Okay. Um, So I always wanted to work with music and kids with disabilities, which I was able to do for about 10 years. Um, in kinder music. I ran a kinder music studio here in town. Okay. And um, that was just a lot of fun. It was a joy. I was able to um, really help some families who had kids, babies with disabilities and um, bring joy to their life with music. So those are just kind of the early stages. Um, while I was Doing kinder music, I decided to get my master's. I did that in special education at IU. I knew that was the path I wanted to travel. Um, and then came Grace, <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> wow. And, and one of the ways, uh, not only building up the special, special education department, but that you've made your mark is CEC um, and really building that chapter of CEC, which has become nationally known. Um, Tell us a little bit about what CEC is, what what do you do, why is it a valuable thing to have on campus, and why is it important to you? Yeah, CEC is the Council for Exceptional Children, and it's a professional organization that's national, um, actually international. And CEC is the organization that sets the standards for special educators across the country. Mm. So every um, special education teacher, when they when they receive their training, they did so under the standards of CEC. Okay. So that gives you a little bit of a framework for who CEC is. It's, it's oh, by far many, many, many more layers than mm. that. But that's, that is one of the foundational pieces of that. Um, so there are state chapters of CEC, and then there can be local chapters chapters as well. Um, So I'm involved at the state level um, on the board of the Indiana CEC, Um, but then here at Grace we have our own student chapter. Um, And that's just a really lovely story too, how that began, because it wasn't on my radar. Um, But Julene Walker, Holiday Walker, I have to remember which name goes first, um, was a student here in 2011, and she came to me one day and said, Dr. Bremer, I've heard about the CEC thing, club, and I want to start it here at Grace. And I was like, sure, that would be fun. Let's do it. What is CEC? Tell me about it. And so she and I started on this journey, and she did the research and found out what you needed to do with the bylaws to get a chapter started in college and um, filled out the applications and did the work, and um, here we are. Wow. So she um, she was a really instrumental piece and um, still have a relationship today. She was a great special ed teacher in the Warsaw schools for many years um, and is still local here in in Warsaw. That's amazing. Um, so we've been we've been a chapter since 2011 and I think because it started as a student-led organization focused on that here at Grace, that was something that I really enjoyed um, encouraging and developing over the years with um, our different leaders. Um, so I would say really our CEC chapter has kind of a threefold mission. Um, One of the things that we're really passionate about is professional development and leadership development. And so I get the joy of um, having these students who are incredibly motivated and passionate about kids with disabilities and 
I get to help lead them in leading the chapter. So our board at Grace is completely student. It's a student-led board. Mm. Um, we just started, we just developed our new board for 2020-21. Um, so we have five to seven students who lead that board every year, and it, it changes each year. Um, and the president really leads the organization mm. and so determines what is what the focus is for that year and then um, goes after it with the students. So professional development is part of that as well as far as learning more about teaching and teaching kids with disabilities. Um, and um, that's our that's the first kind of aspect. I'd say the second aspect, which we spend a great deal of time on, is our community outreach. Um, so we really feel strongly that it's important to um, just care for those who are affected by disabilities. It might be the child with a disability. It might be an adult with a disability. It might be a family member, the family members. It could be the siblings. Um, it might be the peer mentors at Warsaw High School who are working with kids with disabilities. So we really try to spend the um, largest part of our energy in that community outreach, doing things um, with the community. And then thirdly is just disability awareness on campus. Um, we want to love each other here at Grace, and we want to do it well. And so just having that focus for our own chapter to lead the way in loving others is, is a third kind of part of what CEC is. Wow. Ed, that is really neat to see our students making a difference um, for uh, families and you know I, I'm, a, I'm a family that has a child who um, has some disability services um, and uh, to see those who care well is amazing um, and you've also done some things that have really highlighted CEC in our community on our campus with some big events um, and each year have done or at least every other year done some big events tell us about those and what's maybe one or two of them that have been your favorite? Well, that's hard to pick because <laughs> there are there are several favorites. Um, but I would say the the key event that we work on every other year is our transition exploration day. So in special education, um, one of the really big goals for a student with a disability is figuring out what that transition looks like from high school to life mm -hmm. after high school. And so um, we try to step in as Grace at that point and offer something for the local high school students. So we, we hold a transition exploration day every other year um, in which we'll invite area high school students to come to Grace. We'll have about between 150 and 200 mm -hmm. students, depending on the year. Um, so students from Wawasee, from Warsaw, from Whitco, um, from Rochester, from Bremen, from Tippy, they'll all come um, and they spend the morning with us. We'll um, start our day um, with a wonderful event that our campus is involved in with a keynote speaker. Um, and so this is a way for our, our campus to get involved in disability awareness as well. Um, so students come to campus and we um, bring in a keynote speaker. Um, we've had five now. We've had five events over the course of the last 10 years. 
years. Um, so, you know, Henry Winkler, which I know there's a certain generation who doesn't probably, you know, <laughs> wouldn't, if I said the Fonz, they might not know who that is. But if I said uh, Parks and Rec, they, they might know who go. that yeah. is. So, um, but Henry Winkler came um, and spoke about his challenges with um, severe dyslexia. Um, we've had Scott Rigsby, a world champion um, um, Ironman, who's also a double amputee. We've had Eric Alexander. He was um, a man who led the first blind man up Mount Everest um, and is really passionate about adventures for people with disabilities. Um, we've also had Tim Tebow, a name that might be familiar, and that was a great event. Um, he came um, about three years ago. And then this year, we were blessed to have Brant Hansen, a nationally syndicated radio personality um, who also has Asperger's, and he spent a couple days with us here at Grace. So it's just a really great opportunity for our campus and high school students to get to hear an inspirational speaker talk about just disabilities and maybe even just challenges in life and how, how to face those. Um, and then we just wrap up the day with a transition expo. We bring in about 20 businesses and agencies so the high school students can um, explore what options are out there. What kind of banks do I need to be part of? Um, what does the recreation look like? What about education? What about training and careers? And so those are things that we offer information on. Then I think the highlight of their day actually is lunch at Alpha. And so our CEC chapter buddies up with these students and they um, enjoy lunch together. And it's just a really exciting day. It hits all of our three buckets right. of those three yeah, professional development, yep. leadership, campus awareness, and community outreach. Um, and it has become a real highlight for our chapter. It has been such a neat <clears throat> event to experience um had brands on the podcast so yes. thank you for uh, working that into yeah. his busy schedule and just need to see um our students both special education students ce student cec students but our whole campus really say hey this is important to us um, and it goes back to our belief right everyone's right. made in the image of god everyone has value um, how can we express that and show the value that each individual possesses. So Absolutely. your vision for that has just been amazing to see uh, played out. Um, you said at the beginning of this podcast, you like to take on a challenge and, <laughs> and you, uh, you have certainly done that. And we have more to talk about uh. related to that. Um, one of those challenges I think of more throughout the whole United States, we talk about teacher shortage. Um, and in, in your own way, what do you feel like our education department, what can special education do to help with the teacher shortages that we're experiencing locally, statewide, throughout the whole country? Yeah, it really is a, um, it is a very sobering kind of, kind of look at education right now. And we all know education has been um, really hit hard. Mm. I think um, we'll have a lot of people appreciating teachers more after <laughs> this COVID and, and e-learning than maybe before. Um, but it really is a sobering thing to, to not have enough teachers and qualified, um, licensed, prepared teachers. And so um, you know, at Grace, we really believe strongly that it's important to prepare our teachers well. Um, you know, we're all parents and some grandparents in the School of Ed faculty, and we we really do have a, a bar that we set for our students, and that is if we don't want if um, 
we wouldn't want our children in this student's classroom, then they're not ready. Mm. And so um, we, we work really hard to prepare them for the very real world and rigorous world of education that's out there. Um, so, you know, when we think about special education, especially, that is a very um, difficult field. The attrition rate of teachers who come into the field and leave is just astounding. Mm. Um, the numbers, the percentages are just are just devastating on our population of students with disabilities. And so what can we do here at Grace to, um, you know, to close that gap, to be part of the solution? We always want to be part of the solution, right, instead of part of the problem. And so instead of sending out teachers who aren't prepared, um, sending out teachers who might not really know what um, what they're going to be in for, you know, when they get out there, we, we really feel strongly that um, quality education is is imperative to make sure that they are able to stay in the field more than those first seven years that that our statistics tell us. Beyond preparing our students here on campus and doing that at a high level, um, you have more recently come up with some new programs for preparing those out there, either already in the field or looking to get into the field with a new intense intervention program. Tell us a little bit about how that program came into being. You just launched it. Um, yes. What is it exactly? Um, who should consider that program as an opportunity uh, related to an intense intervention? Yeah, so this is a dream that has been mine since I walked in as um, a chair of special education. So currently, before this program, our students were licensed to teach um, those who have disabilities that are typically served in a general ed setting. So we would say, you know, more of the mild disabilities, learning disabilities, emotional behavior disorders. Um, so they're they're typically having most of their education in a general ed setting with some resource room help. Um, and But remember my Aunt Lorraine, you know, and she would not have been in that type of setting. And um, my passion was always to have Grace be part of that solution of students with more significant disabilities. And if we look at statistics, um, within the special ed field itself, um, significant disabilities, that licensure and those teachers are even higher of course, on the mm. shortage and the attrition. So it's it's been something I know that um, I've wanted to do here at Grace. I wanted to offer. Um, we know teachers are put into positions on emergency teaching license, and then they need to find ways to, to um, fulfill the licensing requirements so that they can be fully licensed in their field. And so we um, looked at just trying to meet several needs, um, kill a lot of birds with one stone, um, we worked on thinking about those teachers who were already out there, who had their mild intervention license, but in the state of Indiana, in order to teach students with significant disabilities, you need that intense intervention license. Um, so we knew that was a population that was um, very needed. 
Um, we also know that when we have students who come to Grace to study special education, often that's their desire. Mm. Um, they've had an Aunt Lorraine in their life, or they've went to a school where they were a peer mentor. They've had experiences maybe with a neighbor's sibling where they were, you know, they had some really strong relationships and experiences that led them to wanting to pursue special education with more significant disabilities. Um, so, Do you have any uh, students currently in the program that would fit that? Uh, they have an Aunt Lorraine or they have a they have that story where they're excited <clears throat> about this intense intervention program and what it's going to allow them to do. Absolutely. We actually right now, Allison Zadednik is our first undergrad student. She's um, getting her degree in elementary education and mild intervention, two teaching license, uh, and then she's adding on number three at the graduate level. Sounds like level. a future Dr. Bremer to I, me. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a go-getter, let me tell you. Also a CEC member. Um, and she, so she's getting her, um, her program in the intense intervention licensure. So she'll leave with three li- teaching licenses, wow. be able to teach any type of special education at any age level, and be an elementary teacher. I think she might have a few school systems lining up at her uh, I think there door. may be a few that have already <laughs> offered, actually. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, she had that passion when she came in, and I kept telling her, I think it's coming. Just hang on. And sure enough, we were able to get it going for her. That's awesome. If somebody yeah. wanted to learn more about um, the Intense Intervention Program, learn more about special ed, what's the best way to do that? What's the best way for them to connect with you? Call me and we'll have a conversation. Um, yeah, they can go on our grace.edu website and look for special education. Um, I'll be on that website. They can also go to Grace Online because our Intense Intervention is online. Um, those teachers who are out in the field who are teaching but need that license, they can actually take this um set of coursework, set of courses and program and do it online while they're teaching. Mm. Um, so they can get That's on Grace benefit. Grace online or they can go to grace.edu or just call the switchboard and ask to be um, transferred to me and we'll have a conversation. Great. Type uh, top right hand bar. There's always the search, right? That's just right. Type, type in your name, type in special ed. It, it, it'll find you. I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending some time sharing with us about CEC, about special education, about intense intervention. Um, but more than that, just thank you for the presence you've had on campus with our students, um, certainly in the special, special education area, but more broadly, just teaching all of us about um the value of everyone and how we can come alongside and care. So I so appreciate you and what you've meant to this campus. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And it honestly has just been a pleasure to be able to serve Grace in the way that God has, you know, led me. And so I appreciate that. And thank you to all of you for listening to the Grace Story podcast today. Music was written and produced by Dr. Wally Brath, Assistant Professor of Worship Arts at Grace College. And thanks to our co-producers, Andrew Palladino and Rick Neer. If you could do us a huge favor and rate, comment, share this podcast wherever you retrieved it from, we would be so grateful. Until next time, live your best grace story today.